Hello and welcome back to the itinerary episode number 28. It is Barcelona. How do they say it, Melissa? Barcelona. Barcelona. Um, I am Jared Schwartz. That would make me Melissa Schwartz. Hello, Melissa. Glad to have you back for episode 28. Glad to be back. Uh, We had a contest last week. You had to go to our Instagram, at the itinerary travel, and answer the question by sending us a message, which was, which airline did we take from Sicily to Barcelona? So, congrats to our winner, Courtney Wolf from Seattle, Washington. Yeah, Courtney. So she sent in the correct response, which is Vueling. Not Vueling. Not Vueling, which we originally, both of us thought. It is Vueling. We're, we're very big in the Pacific Northwest, apparently. So, congrats to Courtney uh, out of Seattle. She gets the $50 gift card to the airline of her choice, which is not surprisingly Alaska Airlines, which... That's what I was going to Yes, that's what she wanted. So, uh, Alaska Airlines has a hub out of Seattle. You want it, you got it. She, she got and it. Ariana Grande style. So... Courtney, be on the lookout for that $50 gift card. We will send that out the to you. The check's in the mail, Courtney. The gift card is in the mail. So this week, we have another one for you guys. Same rules apply. You have to go and follow at the itinerary travel on Instagram and send us in a message with the answer. We'll give you a $50 gift card to the airline of your choice. So this week's question on the last episode, of the itinerary, which was Sicily. We spoke about a certain national pasta dish that I had a couple of times with seafood. The question is, what type of fish was it? So, you have to go back, listen to the episode if you don't retain information well, or if you know it, you know, it's pretty easy. Can I play? No, you can't play. So either go back and listen to last week's episode, Sicily, to get the answer, or if you had a good memory... Just send in your response, and you could win. So, at the itinerary travel, go follow, and then send in the correct message, $50 gift card to the airline of your choice. Pretty easy. Yes. Okay. This week, episode 28, Barcelona. Are you ready? See. Si. Vamos. Let's go. Just give me a second. I'm, uh undoing my belt a little bit. (laughs) I'm uh, making a little room as just thinking about this trip to Barcelona. I'm full just thinking about it. Still, it wasn't that long ago, but it's still full. So how we got there, we mentioned Vueling. Um, Courtney got the correct answer for the $50 gift card. So congrats to her from Seattle. Uh, So we flew from Sicily to Barcelona. Um, Vueling is a low-cost carrier. It's a subsidiary of uh, Iberia. And so they go you know, all over Europe, based out of Barcelona. Uh, they fly an Airbus fleet, so we took the A320. Um, it's, it's bare bones. The seats don't recline. Um, there's not much leg room, but it's very cheap uh, to get where you want to go. The planes were clean. Uh, they were on time. Uh, so no really issues there. It was a two-hour flight. Uh, one thing I did notice, which was kind of annoying, I don't know if, if you 
noticed it as well. The flight attendants like kind of huddled up at the front of the plane and they put this curtain up. And it's what you think like a first class business class curtain would be, but it just blocked off the galley area and they didn't allow people to go to the bathroom for a certain amount of time. Did you did you see that? I did not. You were probably sleeping. I was not sleeping <laughs> on that flight, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> but they they were like huddling up and there was no meal service or anything like that. It was a pretty short flight. Um did, did you want a meal, Jared? I didn't want a meal at <laughs> all. But, like, I wanted access to go to the bathroom if I wanted to. So... But they had Depends in your seat. Oh, I didn't see that. Damn. <laughs> that that would have been convenient. everything. That would have been convenient. Um, so that was, like, my only gripe with them. Uh, because, say, I had a two-hour flight... Um, an hour and 15 minutes of it, you weren't allowed to go up front and go to the bathroom. So that was, that was pretty annoying. But besides that, as I mentioned, on time, clean, cheap. So no recline kind of hurts. That's like, yeah, that's that was like a, spirit. That was here. annoying. I think that's the only airline here that doesn't, doesn't have recline, recline at all. Yeah. Um, so that was that. So get to Barcelona. You picked out um, Almanac Hotel? Correct. Um, why'd you pick that? Um, so Jared does not like to go shopping. Of the four places we traveled to, Barcelona was the only place that had high-end shopping. I was due for, I was a good girl this year, so I was due for, for some luxury goods. Um, and I wanted to be able to walk to those stores by myself and not be worried about getting lost or getting pickpocketed. So the hotel that we stayed at was around the corner from all the shops. Um, The other option was the Mandarin Oriental, um, which was significantly more costly. Holiday Inn wasn't on the list as an option? Holiday Inn will never be on the list as an option. Boom! Boom. Sorry. So we took a taxi to the hotel, I don't know, 20 minutes or so from the airport. Yeah, there's there's no Uber in Barcelona or, or Spain from the cities that we were in, which FYI. Um, so taxi 20 minutes room was, wasn't ready at the hotel. So you did your damage shopping in, in that first hour or so. I thought you were going to one store. Um, and you ended up like, I don't know. Listen, with I'm multiple, I'm, multiple I'm bags. Efficient, if anything. Yeah, it was fine. Like as long as I didn't have to go with you. Yep. So I was hanging out in the lobby and then, um, so let, let's talk about, I guess let's give an overview a little bit of the hotel and then we can get into like why we went to Barcelona. Um, it, it was a nice hotel. It was pretty high tech on the inside. There was a control panel on the wall inside the room for curtains, lights, air conditioning. Um, I thought a nice touch was when we checked in, they gave us a free drink coupon, mm-hmm. um, that we could use it anytime. So one, I think morning we got like a glass of champagne or something. Yeah. The following morning. Um, the only thing I didn't like if I was kind of staying there longer and I had more time, you know, do you know what's coming? The pool. Oh, it was a kiddie pool. That's what it was. It was one of these like, I don't know how you, it, it was like two feet deep. It was on the roof. Um, so we went up there to check it out and it was so tiny. It's like, I don't want to go yeah. in this thing. And there was no shade. There were there were like nice plushy lounge chairs, but there were no umbrellas. It was just not the right. So we originally we were going to stay there four nights just because uh where we were going next, 
like there weren't that many flights and this was yeah the place that we were going to our next which wound up being our final destination we wound up having another destination in the middle which will be next week's episode they only had direct flights i want to say twice a week and jared likes as little transfers as possible so based on that we were going to be spending four nights in barcelona but barcelona is a very catholic city so we were going to be there for four nights beginning Friday, which the last two nights would be Sunday, Monday. All of the restaurants we were interested in eating at were closed those days. And since, despite popular demand that we should be more cultured, we really just wanted to eat. So, there you have it. All right, it. so this, this was the story. You mentioned you want to go to Barcelona. We had both already been, so I'm like, why do you want to go to Barcelona? And you're like, oh, they have, like... They have this restaurant and 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 this restaurant. And that's pretty much what it was. Like, you set it up. We were there. Uh, we flew in. We were there for 48 hours. Yeah. We flew in one morning. We had a lunch. We had a dinner. The next day, we had a lunch. We had a dinner. And then we were out. So. All at Michelin tasting restaurants. Right. Um, all in the top 100. Three of them in the top 20 in the world. Um, so these were like, you know, go-to places, um, and it was a lot. I, I thought it was a lot, um, just because, like, every one of these places was a tasting menu. So if you don't know what that is, um, it's a lot of food, and it takes more or less three hours. So if you're going to a lunch, and the lunch is one o'clock, you get done at four o'clock, you're so full... Um, then you go back to the hotel, you try and like take a little nap or just relax and have food. Sorry, I don't know that one. Oh, that's Alexa in the background. She, she doesn't know it. Okay. (laughs) She's not cultured. She's not cultured. She doesn't know Barcelona. So, um, anyways, you, you have that little break and then you go to another tasting menu, say at seven, eight o'clock for another three hours. So it's, it's a lot of food, but. Uh, we did it. We, you Do know. you regret it? Like, at, at the time, to me, it feels like a lot. But then I'm like, oh, I'm so happy I did that. Like, that is some a place I've been wanting to go for such a long time. And now I can say... Looking I've back been. on it, I don't regret it. In the moment, it's a lot. Just because, like, you're full... I mean, you're talking about places that have, like, 20 or 30 courses. And, and there was one day we had 70 courses of food. <laughs> It's a lot, like, and when you're so full, like, you don't want to go eat. I also want to say that I only gained 1.2 pounds on this trip. Pretty good. I was was very impressed with myself. It wasn't, it's not that it's unhealthy food by any means. It's just just a lot. lot. Right. Um, And also, drinking is such a big portion of you know enjoying food that you're also having a ton of wine yeah, a lot of wine you're starting out with a cocktail so when people ask me like what'd you do in barcelona i said well went to the hotel and then took a taxi to a restaurant and then took a taxi back to the hotel and then took a taxi to dinner and then took a taxi back and then went to sleep and then did it again the next day and then left because that's pretty much i did not go outside Here's the thing, though. at all. We were away for 10 nights. Two of the night, two of the, the days we did this. So I would say like, 
It was a fifth of the trip. It was definitely different. 20%. It was definitely like, different than the rest of the part. I just think it's interesting, like, looking back and seeing what you actually did. Well, we went to four restaurants, and that, that's pretty much it. You went shopping for an hour. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, that was it. So let's, let me loosen up the belt again for a second. Okay. Do you want to just I'm take ready. your pants off? <laughs> I wouldn't do that. We're all friends. No, nah, we're, we're good. Um... Okay, lunch the first day. Disfrutar, number nine restaurant in the world. Um, I want to talk, before we get into the food, I want to talk a little dress code first. Because it's 90 degrees. Like, these are, this is a top ten restaurant in the world. And I want to wear shorts to it. So, you know, we call the restaurant. Um, well, first we asked the hotel. Correct. And the hotel just told me no. Flat out. Flat out. Which was not true. So we called personally. They said, yeah, shorts is fine. Like, we want you guys to be comfortable. Okay, that's all you have to tell me. But, like, like demerit for the hotel. Yeah, sure. Demerit for the hotel. Um, If they said, you know, oh, you have to wear jeans or, you know, for some ungodly reason you have to wear a jacket, fine. It is what it is. But when they said shorts is okay, you know I'm wearing shorts to it. Yeah, Um, I I was aligned. So... When we got there, I was definitely not the most dressed down person in the restaurant, which was very strange. Um, There were multiple people in shorts there. (laughs) There was one guy next to us who was in sweatpants and sandals and a T-shirt, which I found odd. It it was very... Inappropriate or odd? Both. Um, I didn't, like, people were dressed like me. I, and so, Guy, if you're listening to this, if Jared <laughs> finds your outfit inappropriate, you should really be ashamed of yourself. No, because I had a button-down shirt on, I had shorts, and many people were dressed like me. This one guy next to us, the sweatpants with the sandals look, uh, yeah, seems a little inappropriate and odd at the same time. Um, so you had a choice of two different menus. Uh, the classics menu, which we got, or a newer menu. Each was 25 courses, I believe, and they bring you some additional ones um, after that, or in addition to that, I should say. Um, The restaurant was interesting in that uh, there was a bar area which looked very different from the main dining room. Main dining room came off to me as pretty casual, which you mentioned I think that's what they were going for. It just didn't, like, go with the food, I thought. Like, this this was a really good meal. This was high-end top-notch quality, um, very innovative. It kind of reminded me of um, 11 Madison Park in New York City, which was the number one restaurant in the world just uh, a couple years ago. Yes. Um, Yeah, there was something off that the food didn't relate to the atmosphere. Um, I thought that the food fit more um, just with a, a more refined space, I guess you would say. Did you agree or disagree with that? I definitely think that the food appeared to be more fancy than the setting, but I was fine with it, especially since we were there for lunch. I think if we were there for dinner, I might have felt like it was a little weirder, but Mm -hmm. um, being there for lunch, seeing what we were wearing, like I was wearing a sundress, we were wearing shorts, I felt like it was fine. Uh, some of the standout dishes, I know uh, they came over with something new that they were creating, which was um, 
it was kind of like a donut with caviar inside that was of it. So good. That's what it was, right? Yeah. Um, so that really stuck out. They had some innovative things like um, truffle vodka, which uh, they brought over to the table, and that was served to accompany um, a certain dish. What? Wh- how would you describe the food? I thought the food was delicious, super innovative. I think it's very interesting. All these restaurants, they they play around with olives. So oh, yeah. they make something in the shape of an olive that tastes olive-esque, but it is not an olive. And I would say three of the four places we went to did this. So at Disfrutar, they did this olive dish where it was like an olive sorbet of mm-hmm. sorts, and it came with mackerel. Um which is a salty fish. I like it. Uh, I don't, you're not really a fan. And one of the things, you know, Barcelona in Spain is known for is like fresh anchovies, which I really enjoy. Um, it's definitely an acquired taste, but it's something like I've recently gotten into. Um, in your old age. No, but they were great there. Like even if you go to a casual, you know, cafe or tapas place, like awesome stuff. Um, so yes, the olives, which you mentioned, um, they had pigeon on the menu. That was like the main course, and mm-hmm. that was super tender and good. Um, and then they had like playful things like uh, peppers that were chocolate mousse inside. But they like uh, look exactly like peppers. Right. And do you remember the thing? Oh, it was like whiskey that you licked on your hand. Mm-hmm. It that went along with a certain dish as well. And then the dessert was edible cotton candy, which... Jared was so drunk by this point. It was a (coughs) cotton candy tree. And they basically specifically said that, let's say there are are eight things on the tree, that only two of them are actually cotton candy. So Jared just starts eating all of them. He's like, (laughs) these taste like cotton. I'm like, because it is. (laughs) They looked exactly the same. So one was cotton candy, one was regular cotton. Yeah, um, they also had this, like, really cool um, sandwich-looking thing, which was actually a meringue. Well, it was supposed to be a take on grilled cheese, mm-hmm. which it was on tomato bread. Um, but, yeah, like, super innovative. Um, a lot of stuff done tableside, which is fun. Um, so, overall, a, a great meal, a good start, um, a nice light 25 courses. <laughs> um and yeah, we we really enjoyed it. So that was Disfrutar, uh, listed right now as number nine in the world. Um, then, as we mentioned, a couple hours to uh, regroup, get some room, and go to the next place, which is number eighty-two on the world's best list, and that is Enigma. This is a place that has stuck out to me for a while and you see pictures of it first of all pictures weren't allowed for the first year and a half that the restaurant was around so nobody really knew what was going on um you have to have an access code to get into the door which you get with your reservation um and then once you get in it's it's kind of eerie on the inside it's all gray and the tables what would you say they're like frosted yeah um, interesting scene. What do you think? Lee? Everything like appeared to me to be like very futuristic looking. Futuristic. That's a good. Um, one. Albert Aldria is the uh, 
I want to say like creator, right? Because I kind of feel like these places are productions. Um, he also does tickets, um, Bodega Negra. He has a bunch of restaurants, um, and he's part of the El Bulli, um crew, which for years was the number one restaurant in the world. And I want to say that it closed uh, about eight years ago at this point. Um, but I, I truly believe that Enigma is on its way up on this list. Um, only been around a couple of years. Yeah, it's only been around. It's less than two years old. Um, the last time I was in Barcelona was in 2015. It wasn't opened yet. Um, so I, I think it's just about two years old. Um, and each year it keeps getting higher and higher on the list. And so I definitely think um, in the next two years it'll break top 50. It's definitely like a fun, different experience for a tasting menu. Like if you think tasting menu and I say three hours, you're going to think stuffy, right? This is this is not that because they do a lot of different things. Yeah, it almost borders on being like like kitschy, but it's done in like such a, um, an upscale type of way. I would say like if you're traveling around in a restaurant to different stations, you don't think high end, but we did like that's the way that this menu flows, and I didn't feel at all like it wasn't high end. Yeah, so forty courses in all. Yes. So take a deep breath. <sighs> Let it out. Um, so you start out with welcome drinks and bites in one room, uh, you know, f- three or four starters, something like that. Um, and then you move to the raw fish station. Um, this had some interesting things. One of the, one of the things we both don't like is foie gras. Um, just don't like the taste of it. And they made it where they cured it inside anchovies and salt. And the flavor, uh, the foie gras flavor, just, like, totally went away. Um, that was the last thing we ate. But the other things were um, super fresh scallop. Um, octopus. Octopus. Like, just, you know, sushi-grade like, type of things. And Yeah. And so it's kind of like you're watching. Um, we had a, a female chef that was preparing this. And her knife skills were just, I was mesmerized. I couldn't stop staring at her. It was, like, therapeutic almost watching her do this. And so you're there, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, uh, five little dishes, and then you move on to a grill station, which they kind of do the same thing. It's a hibachi grill, um, and they made very innovative stuff. One thing that stuck out to me was the thing, they made you guess what you were eating. I didn't have it because uh, it had nuts in it, but um, you had, I want to get this right, I think rabbit brain. Yes. Rabbit brain. What does that taste like? It tastes similar to like a sweet bread, um, which are what the intestines, glands, glands. It, it definitely tastes like you're not eating chicken. Like you know that you're eating something <laughs> not basic. So that was the answer. Um, you ate this thing. They asked you to guess. Do you remember what your guess was? Testicles. Did you say a specific animal or you're just like in general? No, just everyone's testicles. <laughs> <laughs> so that was wrong. And then the brain was right. Um, was that the first time you had brain? Well, it got better because there was another couple that were further ahead in their dining adventure. So they already knew the answer. So they said the other way. So I said tushy. <laughs> and then they were like, no, the head. <laughs> um, 
so then after that, you go and sit down for the main part of the meal, which um, starts out with meat. So, like, you don't go back to ap- appetizers again. We started yeah, no, with it's a, progressing. Right, we started with a steak tartare there, and their thing was, we're going to bring you out every single dish, and you're going to guess what it is, and then we'll tell you what it is after. So, you know, you think, okay, what is this going to be like? Is this going to be like the brain thing that you just did, and it's going to be all this weird stuff? Um, it wasn't. And, you know, we guessed the flavors. I would say, you know, 50% we were probably right on. I would say more than 50%. Very good service. Yeah. Um, two, two servers per table. Um, and then they had a chef. The, the kitchen was kind of right in back of the dining room, open kitchen style. And they had a chef standing, I saw, in the dining room just as like a liaison because these dishes like came fast and furious. Um, so probably when you sat down in the main dining room, you had 30 dishes left to go. Not including desserts, so it, it was a lot, <laughs> to say the least. Um, what did you... Well, before we get to that, um, so Enigma had a cool thing that at the end of the meal, they have a speakeasy, which is was originally, was it 41? Yeah, 41 uh, degrees. Yeah, 41 degrees, which was an original bar, and then when the restaurant opened, they... They kind of pay tribute to that bar, and they put the bar in the back of the restaurant. Yeah, so I think the story is is that when tickets expanded, they created a dessert room, and the dessert room was where 41 Degrees was. So then within Enigma, they created this, like, speakeasy, which... Is- which was nice. Like, you're super full from, from this 40-course dinner, and then they have couches in there, and you just kind of... Plop, and you can, plop only, down. you can only go there if you've dined in Enigma. Right. And they give you a choice um, of a like a sour drink, a bitter drink, a sweet drink, or a spicy drink. Um, and you get your choice, and that's included uh, with the price of the meal. Um, so, yeah. Over- I really liked it. I did, too. Um, I thought the food overall at Disfrutar was better. I thought the experience... Experience was pretty unique at Enigma. Yeah. So Enigma has one Michelin star. Disfrutar has two. And I definitely thought that the food at Disfrutar was deserving of two. Um, yeah. So got a couple hours of sleep. Rested up. Tried to let the stomach cool down a little bit. And then round two started. So lunch, uh, tickets, which you mentioned, same guy. uh, Albert Aldria. Right, that it's from. Uh, This is, again, in town. The first uh, three restaurants were in Barcelona proper. So, you know, 10-minute drive from from the hotel. what is world, number 20? Yeah, this is number 20 in the world. Um, It's kind of gimmicky, I would say. It's cool. I think um, all his stuff is gimmicky, but I think yeah. it's done in a tasteful way, which I think is very hard to execute. So this place, um, it's known like as the restaurant in Barcelona, I would say. It's been around a while. Um, I did go here when I was Right, in you previously went here. So they have two options. It's either, and it's like tapas style, um, a la carte, you can order what you want, or they can do a tasting menu for you. Um, there's really no set price, though, which is interesting. I think that a lesson that 
I have, have learned is that, you know, I think that we didn't love tickets because at the end it wound up being really costly. Whereas I think if we would have said to them, like, listen, we want to spend max 200 euros total. Um, I think that we would have had a much different takeaway, but this wound up being like one of the most expensive meals we had, which I felt was unnecessary, especially for a lunch. I, I agree. Um, I just didn't think it was up to kind of the standard of the previous two that we went to, um, Disfrutar and Enigma, and then we'll get into obviously where we went to dinner after, but, um, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was very good. Um, just nothing really blew me away. And then as you mentioned, like the server came over, she said, what do you like? What do you not like? So we told her, and then based off that, she brought like a menu of basically their hits, I would say. Um, and there was a lot of good stuff, but like nothing that I was like, Oh my God, this is the best thing I ever ate. And when you're going to these restaurants, that's kind of what you're looking for. Yeah. You're kind of, you're looking for them to blow you away with something. I mean, let's talk about your dirty martini, because I thought that was super cool. Uh, remind me? With the <laughs> olive. How she crushed, it was a fake uh, olive, and yeah. it had the, um, like, the olive juice inside. Right. And it completely dissolved. Like, I think a lot of that stuff is really cool. Yeah, they, it was gimmicky again but it was yeah it was interesting but i feel like it's gimmicky without being cheesy and i feel like that's really hard to properly execute so yeah good meal um i think the dessert room is really cool it has these like larger than life like strawberries blueberries hanging from the ceiling you kind of feel like you're a grown-up in alice in wonderland I was honestly expecting a little more out of that just because, like, you hyped it up a I lot. I think it's so cool. Yeah, but you hyped it up a lot, and what I was thinking going into it um, was kind of like the name of the place we went to. I think it was in Capri, um, where they had a separate dessert, dessert room. room. Do you El, remember that El, place? El Riccio. Right, on the beach. See, I think this place was more impressive than that. Okay, so what I was expecting was you walk into this quote-unquote dessert room, and all these different desserts were going to be on display that you can choose from. That wasn't but that's what it was. A bakery. Yeah, but that's what I thought a dessert room was going to be because but I've shown you pictures of it before. I don't See, remember seeing this pic- goes back pictures. to you just don't listen to me anymore. <laughs> so what it was was basically what Melissa said. It was a room with a curtain where they did this like big reveal, and then there was fruit hanging from the ceiling. Everyone else was super impressed with it, except for you. Because, like, you see the people's reactions when they're walking in, and they're like, oh, my God. And you're like, next. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Okay, like, okay, there's strawberries hanging from the roof. Great. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. Okay. Um, so you sit at a bar, and they give you three desserts. Um, none of that, them, none of them we, were strawberries, by the that way. We, that we basically were given, even though, like, we had to pay for them. And that was the other thing, is that, like, we just... Then they weren't, they weren't really good, anyways. Um, so I would... They weren't good, they just, like, we're chocolate people, we like a key lime pie, apple pie. Yeah, this was, like... A la mode, it just wasn't, like, stuff that we loved. So, overpriced, probably the most disappointing one we went to, but that's gonna happen. Um, I don't think it was overpriced. I think it was overhyped. I think that... (laughs) <laughs> to chart like it was 350 euros and i just yeah that's a I lot was like i was but i feel like you could have done that meal for a lot less money and would still be as full 
So that was lunch, the second lunch. Um, and then we really we got into the main event, I would say. Yeah. So you had wanted to go to a restaurant that has been named number one in the world, not once, but twice. It's not in Barcelona proper. It's, it's in Corona. Which is 45 minutes north, like kind of close to the, the border of France. Um, so how do you get there? Like, right? You, you want to go to this place. It's going to be nighttime. There's not really public transportation. You could Ooh. take a train there, but we were just like, yeah, not doing no. That. So, uh, took a car service. Are you going to make fun of like my keep at this point in my life? That's your go-to line. It is. And at this point in my life, like I wasn't going to bother with taking a train in a foreign country. I was just like, we'll get a driver to go to dinner, to go to dinner. I mean, at no point in my life will I take a train to go to dinner. Um, but this was a, this was a special place. So we, we took a car service, 45 minutes. Um, pretty easy to get to small town. Um, and this place is run by three brothers. Three brothers. Um, the uh, Jordy is the pastry chef. He actually had an episode of Chef's Table, their pastry edition, um, which is like super interesting to watch. But I told Jared that I think this is my favorite meal I've ever had, and it's El Cellar de Con Roca. And that is the, correct. And it's the Roca Brothers. Yeah, El Cellar de Con Roca. Um, beautiful courtyard patio when, when you walk in. That's something that you noticed right away. Yeah. Um, how would you describe the atmosphere and the decor? Um, so when you first walk in, it's like very long. Everything is kind of like uh, like a cream formica, which like when I'm saying it, I'm thinking of like, the house I grew up in that my parents decorated in like the mid to early 90s so I'm the way I'm describing it it seems dated but it doesn't look dated at all um and it's like a long hallway um where they have the hostess and then to the right is the dining room which I thought was beautiful um all open windows they're really into their carts they have a dessert cart they have a wine cart um they have like almost like an encyclopedia of different wines to choose from it was beautiful yeah you get a choice of two different menus either the classic menu or the festival menu the festival i believe was 30 euros more and gave you two extra courses but when looking at it it wasn't really stuff we were interested in so for paying the extra we'll just go Go with the classics. I think that's what we usually do. Um, if you're going to one of these, you know, top-rated restaurants in the world, they usually give you an option and they have a classic um, menu because they've been around a little bit and they have their favorites. So that's always a good way to go. And then if they want to give you anything extra to try or that's special, they tend to bring those out as well. A um, couple of rounds of snacks to start. Um, what were, like... What were some of your favorite things on the menu? They give you a globe, and there are five different destinations on the globe, like Singapore, I think there was Spain, um, there was, I want to say, Tokyo. And so they gave you five different foods, and you had to match up where the country was with where the food was from. And then if you got them all right, it opened, 
and there was like a like a gelled caviar treat which I thought was delicious and I thought it was like a super cool presentation um so that was one of my favorites another one that they did and this is like not even like getting to like the courses yet this is just mm-hmm. like the tastings so as you mentioned, there are three brothers, and so they each have different specialties. Um, there's the pastry chef, there's the actual chef, and then there's the sommelier. And so it's kind of like you get um, a plate, and there's, like, a pop-up card from, like, when you were a kid. And the pop-up card has the three brothers, and it's positioned to where, like, each piece of food on your plate coincides with, like, each brother's specialty. So I thought that was super cool. Um at the end there was this um they had multiple dessert trolleys but one of them was kind of like um it functioned on like kinetic energy and it kind of looked like a spider with like daddy long legs and so it moved by itself which I thought was super cool and Um, a chocolate cigar yeah I was actually (laughs) just about to say that um so for your final course you had a choice of two desserts one was like a chocolate bonbon with gold flakes which is what I got and then Jared got the chocolate cigar I thought it was really cool because it like smelled like a cigar but then when you're eating it it kind of like tastes a little like tobacco so I actually thought my dessert was better but it was definitely cool can we talk about the wine list and lists for a second because it, it actually that's the wrong word book encyclopedia Whatever yeah, no, I had, I had said encyclopedia, which I think is, like, pretty on the money theirs. Um, I'm looking at a picture now. They have one for white, they have one for red, and then they had one for, like, rosé and sparkling. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. How many pages would you say one of those books was? 400 pages At each. least. Yeah. It was crazy. And the book was probably three feet by three feet yeah or something like that it was massive like you're looking at it and you know the people are coming over and asking you oh did you do you know what you want and i literally said like i'm on page three three out of 400 so you end up not even looking through this damn thing yeah Um, it's just like very overwhelming it's very yeah very overwhelming so um say for sparkling like if you want a glass to start out and there's 400 freaking pages in this wine book. It's going to take forever. So you just ask, like, you know, what do you recommend, blah, 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 and make sure to ask what the price is. Like, a lot of people don't like doing that. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get screwed if you don't do that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, in Spain, cava is, like, a big thing to start out. So, you know, you ask, you have cava by the glass? Yes, we have cava by the glass. Okay, what are my options? How much are they? Mm-hmm. They're going to tell you what it is. Like, they're not going to be offended that you're asking you know, what the price is, but, like, you're definitely going to get screwed if you don't do that. Um, so, overall, it was it was the best meal of your life? I think so. Because I, you know, put all these things together. Like, it's not just the food. It's the hospitality. It's the ambiance. It's um, the way, honestly, a place makes you feel. Like, I was just so happy to be there. I made this reservation last summer. So, like, it's something that I had been looking forward to, honestly, for a year. I thought excellent food, great presentation, wonderful service. Um, Overall, for me, it was the third best meal I've ever had. And that's only behind Asteria Franciscana in Modena. Modena 
and Blue Hill uh, here in New York, Blue Hill at Stone Barn. So that's my top. This came at number three. Um, I don't know what would have elevated it to that other level. Like, it, it was great. Like, I have, no, I have nothing but good things to say about it. I almost think your thing with Blue Hill is, like, it's almost like losing your virginity. You always remember your first. And Blue Hill was your first high-end dining experience. Possibly. Maybe. So, and I think similarly, Asteria Franciscana was your first high-end broad dining experience. Okay. I mean, perhaps. And I think that's great. Like, I think that means that, you know, you, you're, nos- like, you're nostalgic, and, and that's, those are great things, but... So you don't feel that way, obviously. I do not think Blue Hill is the best meal I've ever had, no. And how about, like, this compared to an Asteria Franciscana, which has been number one in the world multiple times as well? Yeah, I think Asteria Franciscana, and we went over this, the two of us, um... Like I said, I go on everything. I didn't love the dining area in Asteria Franciscana, but so my number two is Asteria Franciscana. I actually don't know who I would give the nod to for better food, but to me, it's an overall experience. Yeah. Okay. Um, passport stamps for Barcelona. Barcelona. What do you think? I'll go nine one. Okay. And why, why not, like, a 10, would you say? I mean, do we give out 10? No, but, I mean... So, I think I gave Sicily a 9-2. Yep. And I loved Barcelona, but not as much as Sicily, so I'm going to go 9-1. Okay. Um, great shopping, um, great food. Even if you're not doing what we did the first time I was in Barcelona, I ate at, like, typical tapas joints. I did all the scenic things. That's amazing as well. But I also think you got to switch it up. And I did one thing the last time I was there, and now I tried something new. Um, I'll go 8-6. Okay. If we're just going food, I'll go 9-9, nine, nine, but I have to take everything into account here. So I'll go <laughs> 8.6 passport stamps. Um, it was unique in the sense that, you know, you go to a, a place that's far away for 48 hours, and you go to hotel the hotel and to various restaurants and that's it. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because I think it, it did, it was a good change of pace for what we were doing on other parts. Um, and I don't knock it because of that. I think I've been to Barcelona before. So anytime I'm going to repeat a city, um, I'll probably bring it down a notch just because. Um, so I'll go eight, six on the passport stamps. That is it for episode number 28. Be sure to tune in next week and see where we're going to go next after Barcelona on this Euro trip summer 2019. We'll give you a clue. It's in the same country. Clue's here. The clue is here. And remember the contest that we told you about at the top of the episode? If you get the question correctly, you will be getting a $50 gift card to the airline of your choice. All you have to do is go to the Uh, at the itinerary travel Instagram follow us send in a message and answer the question correctly the question this week is on last week's episode in Sicily we spoke about a certain national pasta dish with seafood I had it a bunch of times there what type of fish is it 
So you get the correct answer. You get the gift card. Congrats to our winner from last week, Courtney Wolf from Seattle, Washington. She got a $50 Alaska Airlines gift card. So you go, Courtney. We'll get that to you. You go, girl. It's in the mail. And that'll do it for this week's episode of Barcelona. Thanks so much for joining us. Adios. Adios. See ya. We'll be right back. 